Hello world, hello friends. What has been going on with you? Sorry for the radio silence. Um, and thanks to everyone who's dropped me a line recently asking where are the podcasts? Here they are. Here it is. Here I am. What am I going to go on about today? Well, where am I anyway? Um, last time I made a podcast, I said I was out of here. Hmm, what happened? I'm going to give you an update on what's been going on. Um, maybe some thoughts on COVID, maybe some thoughts on Black Lives Matter, and um, and a bit of music too. It's going to be like a radio show by the time we get to the end of it, so um, pour yourself a drink. First things first, where am I? I am still here at the exact same place I arrived at. Wow, Um, I would not believe that myself. And, And why, you ask? It's the beach. It could be Erin's cooking. It could be. Uh, it could be that she makes me bread now. Um, but no, mostly it's the beach. Turns out we've got a happy house. Um, yeah, the situation was this: that because we had to move to Australia, we uh, we lost our housing allowance, and you know, so then looking at going back to the Netherlands or New Zealand or something else um, to avoid having to do that and. And, 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 you know, who wouldn't like uh, the Netherlands in, in a European summer? Um, but that probably uh, was going to be the fast way to lose my job, I decided. So I took the sit and wait approach. I know I'm not always the most patient guy, but, uh, well, going for, for long runs on the beach will uh, will get you into the zone. So, hey, that's good. We tried to get back to Timor as soon as possible, actually. Um Timor has very has had very few cases uh, and no deaths and no active cases. So we we heard on the grapevine that we can go back if we are essential health workers. So you know, I look like an essential health worker, Erin. She could dress up as a nurse, I suppose. Okay, she's an epidemiologist. <laughs> she has she actually has a shot to be an essential health worker health worker. Um, I've got a few health projects on my portfolio, but um, anyway, the uh, the upshot was um, we would have to get approval from our company, approval from our DFAT activity manager, approval approval from the uh, DFAT ambassador, the 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 ambassador to Timor, and uh, then of course the prime minister of Timor Leste. Needless to say, that was uh, probably just pushing it a little bit. Um, yes. So now what seems to happen is that we were aware because we, uh, well, there was an evaluation done of our program that it won't be continuing, uh, next year. So it seems, but I do have a job as per my contract to the end of the year. So, Hey, happy days. Um, and then we'll see. And then we'll see. So, um, yeah, what's been good? That's where I am. I'm here. Nothing changed. Sorry. Um, pff, maybe I was just making making radio last time. Hey. Um, yeah. So a few things have opened up here. Uh, means we can ha- we can have a bit of fun and get out in Australia. Um, well, first to say we we've visited all the little bays around this place. We rented a car. Um, you know, little places that are only allowed a few people in them don't make for much of a buzz. So. Um, yeah, we do sort of like the odd midweek jaunt if there's a public holiday on, nice glass of wine in the, in the autumn sun, 
and we visited Nelson Bay and Shoal Bay, and I was I was on and on at Aaron that I wanted oysters. Just uh, just remembering my little oyster joint muscle and gin in the Vesta Park in Amsterdam. Miss it. Miss it and all you Amsterdamers. Um, and we made a trip also to Newcastle. Newey, as they call it. Newey. And apparently it, there's a lot of controversy whether it's Newey with a Y or Newey with an I. But Newcastle it is. Reminded me a lot of Auckland, actually. Uh, the, the, sort of, the sort of Dominion Road Auckland. That's not that's not central city high rise sky tower people. That's well, Dominion Road. There's a song by the Mutton Birds. Look it up. Um, so yeah, we checked out Newcastle on a lovely day. It was Newcastle at its best, and uh, people were out and surfing, and it was all lovely. But still, uh, didn't uh, it wasn't vibing enough. wasn't vibing. Let me give you an example of how it wasn't vibing. Um, well, the fish and chips were average, but uh, it wasn't vibing because you couldn't get a beer. And if you wanted a beer, uh, the the main pub, like Aaron was like, check out this, this, this main pub. It's always open. It's a tavern. Um, it was it was open for uh, $10 jugs of beer. Bring your own jug. Uh, we'll top it up. You can drive off with it. <laughs> Good on you, Australia. Um, stay classy. So... Um, Yes, that was that was our Newcastle trip. Mm, so back near around our place, um, just in a few walks. And one thing I will give Australia a lot of credit for, um, they've got the best birds, don't they? Parrots, lorikeets, these flaming galahs, your flaming galah. Apparently that's an expression, so I went around saying your flaming galah for a while. Little corellas. Um, yeah, beautiful. Um, uh cockatoos i will see if i you dig out uh on youtube uh i think it's shy cockatoo and extrovert cockatoo very funny um enough of that um yeah we had some big storms that's what made me sort of itchy to to also go to somewhere else in australia we can't cross state lines still that's all still all locked and blocked um but the big storms, pretty impressive. Like, so the surf beach, some days it can be almost flat as a lake. And then other days it is raging. And the beach is about 100 meters wide, okay, with massive dunes. I've told you this, like, big dune system, biggest in maybe the southern hemisphere. Um, anyway, the water comes all the way up and scarps away the dunes. Like, it takes the dunes away, um, cuts, it eats them. It eats them. It's wild. It's uh, amazing to see. And it lays out, lays down quite a few blue bottles, blue bottle jellyfish. Uh, so that means no swimming. Um, so yeah, we had a little bit of that as well. Um, wild times. About as wild, actually, as my beard. Har. Uh, it's coming on, it's coming on right well. It's coming on like a, like the Jolly Roger I am. I had one beard fail at one point i bought some clippers um from the shops and um i had the wrong the wrong fitting on and i snagged it at one point took a chunk out of the bit under my chin and that was that was not that was not good it's recovered now gotta look after your beard uh so i bought some beard oil uh stuff now i smell great it's soft um bojo you're my inspiration as always you were right i know you told me so 
Um, well, we'll keep it going for a while, won't we? It's too, having too much fun in uh, this form of isolation. What else? Oh, big win. The, maybe the biggest win of recent months is buying a football. This was a, um, a knee-jerk purchase uh, the first time I went to, to a mall in months. Uh, and now I have a football to kick on the beach. Fantastic. Playing keepy uh running as uh, as far as my knees will take me, and trying to uh, nail all the the good skills that I had with my left foot, with my right foot. Tons of fun. Um, if I was an animal in my past life, for sure was a dog. Uh, I'm just a happy boy with a football. And uh, that reminds me, when I did my job application a long time ago to go on the peace boat in Japan, the boat with the Japanese people around the world, this is like more than 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I remember one of the questions they asked me in my interview was, if I was an animal, what would it be? I said the same thing then, I say the same thing now. I love my football. Um, Erin knows that if she wants to keep me happy, every now and then... (laughs) come outside and kick a ball she's actually pretty good she's never played before um and so that's lots of fun playing uh tick attack on the beach game changer um and 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 this is someone we're talking about someone who doesn't think they like sports turns out to be uh pretty good and, and pretty enthusiastic so much so that she brought home a frisbee the other day awesome and we've got a fluorescent frisbee so uh, we are rocking the beach. On the nice days, uh, it's whale, whale migration season. Uh, so you can see them off the coast sometimes uh, doing all that stuff. And I was, I was having a, um, a peaceful moment one day recently. And I was like, what is that in the water? And there were dolphins. And I swear, not just dolphins five dolphins ten we're talking like dolphins i'm going to say at least a hundred dolphins they were spread out over such a distance and there were bazillions of them well only as far as just behind the breakers so yeah i'm not lying so many eat your heart out um and that's something we'll want to do again uh one of these weekends go scuba diving because we can because we can um some other things have been going on uh, before I get into the uh, the philosophical section of this podcast. I told you this is going to be a radio show, so I hope you didn't have anything else to do tonight. Or maybe you're doing it while you, uh, what, <sighs> well, doing your thing. Um, I tried to buy an apartment. <laughs> I tried to buy an apartment in Amsterdam. Another one. So my neighbor below me, she was selling hers and... Um, I was like, right, this is my my moment to make a move and put the two together, and then I could make my painting studio. I could double it with her attic. Would have been very, very nice uh, in the Vesta Park. You know, I feel Amsterdam's my home. Um, We'll be doing these podcasts in Dutch next time, eh? Uh, But anyway, turns out, as much as the bank loves me, uh, they don't love me enough to, uh, to lend me money if I don't have a contract with a Dutch employer, even though they'll happily raise the mortgage on my current place. So bummed that I couldn't do that, because uh, that would have been sweet. Another time, another time. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Oh, yeah, 
Um, so as I mentioned, my job won't be continuing most likely next year as planned. So that's okay. So started looking for other jobs. If you hear of any paying north of 1 million, <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Or uh, I'll drop my rate uh, for a good good place with good friends and a good time and maybe some good wine. So keep me in mind, friends at Kit particularly. Uh, friends at the UN. Yeah, I'm exploring working for the UN. Um, God knows there's enough UN agencies in the world. So, hey, while COVID is, is still causing havoc uh, in terms of hiring and business confidence and consumer confidence and travel, might be a safe bet to uh, take a UN job for a year or two. Right? Um, this is where I say... Good job, big thumbs up, cheer bro to everyone in New Zealand who, if you haven't heard, nailed it with COVID. Zero cases, boom, one of only a handful of countries. The other ones are all tiny in the world that have zero cases and, and eradicated COVID. Just awesome. Like, okay, good job, government. Good job, uh, ministry and, and messaging, but good job, people. Um, you just look at the nonsense that's happening in, around, let's say, England, uh, America. Okay, not pointy fingers, uh, Brazil. You just go on and you just think, hey, proud, proud of you, Kiwis. Fantastic. I mean, I didn't do anything. I did my own bit here, but I didn't, uh, didn't do it like you, especially if you lived in the cities. That can't be that easy. Um, so just, yeah. And then we had um, the first rugby games um, the last uh, last week or so. Uh, full stadiums, just people amped. So good. That's what you got to look got to look forward to Europe, especially in time for next summer's uh, European Cup because God knows I want to get there for that. Uh, we'll watch some football, hey? Um, oh, yes. And because it's all opening up here a little bit now as well, in at least in New South Wales, we had a Sydney trip recently. So we had a jaunt to Sydney. That was cool. Went to some nice restaurants. But, hey, <laughs> Sydney's still running on, uh, what, half capacity, I suppose. I think it was because they just opened things up. It was a long weekend. All the Sydney ciders went to, well, basically my place. Uh, and uh, and I went to their place. That's actually why I got kicked out of this house for a few days. Um, we made the most of it. Yep, it seems that we hadn't made it clear enough to the owner that we actually <laughs> live here uh, for this period. So please don't do that again, sir. Um, and and that seems to be all clear now. Um, so yeah, in, while I was in Sydney, there was actually the Black Lives Matters Matter protests um which i didn't i didn't see just didn't just didn't get there really i was um i was on a boat but um yeah i'm sure everyone's got some thoughts about that black lives matter i saw a, a don't don't take this in bad taste but i saw one of those memes uh did you hear the joke about uh did you hear the joke about how to end covid it's a riot but um but um I'm not going to explain that joke to you. But um, yeah, it's a play on the riots, that's for sure. Um, Black Lives Matter, who can who can argue with that? 
proposition, as they all do, um, as they all do. So, yeah, wouldn't want to be a, a black man in America, can totally understand that, and a uh, good opportunity for reflection from everybody, uh, because you don't, you don't need uh, discrimination and nonsense in your society, we're better than that, and, um, and most of us are, so yes, yes we are, um, what I do want to say though is you can, you can agree with the proposition that, uh, that you, you might need to use your voice and, um, some things need to change, but you can, how, how can you get to some of the answers that I'm reading in the newspaper, like, um, defund police to the extent that we don't have a police force or uh, knock down uh, all statues that have <laughs> what unfavorable histories attached to them. I'm not talking about slave owners. I'm talking like, well, Winston Churchill would be one of those examples. Um, pretty tough because that's that's what history is, right? It's, um, it's a document uh, of well, definitely... Um, attests to the progress that we've made as people and that even our heroes are imperfect and that well <laughs> this is where we've come from this is where we are now and uh, we accept it what's and all um yeah so let's rebalance that where where it needs to but i don't believe in ripping down the fabric of society um at least i don't believe that that will will help us recalibrate. Um, well, I'd like to hear your thoughts. As you can see, I didn't prepare mine and write them down, but um, yeah, I watch on really because I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, that's that. Oh, I'm going to leave you in a second because uh, I've taken up a lot of your time, but uh, I bought a microphone to amuse myself. So... <laughs> Um, I've been playing a, few, playing a bit of guitar, and I made a few uh, made a few smash crash hits, and I'll plug a few at the end of this. No, I'll plug two. I'll give you uh, I'll give you Dancing in the Dark, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Bruce is my middle name actually. Uh, for those of you who don't know, so you can, Bruce played by Bruce Bruce uh, Bruce Springsteen, and uh, and Heroes, David Bowie, because you're all heroes. For knocking COVID on its head. Much love. Sorry for the uh, the the long radio silence. I'll be back soon, just like the return of the damn camels that are now walking on our beach. Um, the tourist camels are back, um, and and the the tourist vehicles that drive on the beaches. They ruin my football sand. I want to play football on the beach. Get the vehicles off the beach. No, it's okay. It's just in the weekend. It's a problem. All right, I'm going to leave you with some music. Um, I hope it gets a uh, at least a chuckle. And uh, well, you know, if it's too bad, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll turn off. Much love. Thanks for listening. Talk soon. <laughs> Bye now. Oof. Forgot something. <laughs> uh, congrats to uh, Marcelo and Anna and me. Uh, world leaders in West African cocoa, we are uh, finally, finally finished the last chapter of demystifying the cocoa sector in Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire. Check it out. It's on the kit website to download.
uh, something like, uh, what, 350 pages of chocolate goodness. And even uh, Anna and I were on um, Clay Gordon's uh, vlog the other day. So somewhere on, we are on the internet. I'll see if I can uh, dig out uh, and, uh, and wash off the video. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. We had a good chat for about, uh, what, 45 minutes. Um, about all things cocoa in West Africa. And this relates to a big piece of research we did uh, ooh, two, three years ago. Fantastic stuff. Go us. Yes! I get up in the evening And I ain't got nothing to say bed feeling the same way I am nothing but tired man I'm just tired and bored with myself hey there baby I could use just a little help you can't start a fire you can't start a fire without a spark this gun's for hire even if we're just dancing in the dark
drive them away We can beat them Just for one day We can be heroes Just for one day Drink all the time Cause we're lovers That is a fact Yes, we're lovers That is that Though nothing Nothing Keep us together Could steal time just for one day. We can be heroes forever and ever. What you say? Shame was 
who's on the other side Oh, we can beat them Forever and ever Friends, how are you all? It's been two months. My apologies. You could say I've missed a, a podcast. Um, yeah, why? I guess I was a bit in the doldrums, um, becoming a little bit despondent, stuck. My last podcast, I asked uh, the existential question, Baruby forever, would I stay on this beautiful uh, godforsaken beach forever? Felt like it at times uh, as we passed through the Australian winter. While you Europeans were enjoying your hottest days, touching 30 degrees in Amsterdam. Amazing stuff. Um, But this podcast is not about me being stuck in a rut. Uh, I'm on the move. And so I'd like to share some news with you today. Yes, the middle of winter um, was really testing my patience. Um with very few bright spots. Hey, Arsenal won the FA Cup after all of that. Um, Yeah. I took to going to batting cages uh, and golf driving ranges and uh, and letting it out on small inanimate objects. Um, I bought a bicycle. That was good. That was a good sanity check, uh, riding around the bays um, and uh, quite often to the Anna Bay Tavern, the only bar in town. Um, to have the only good meal on the menu, which was fish of the day, which was always salmon. <laughs> Made me suspicious. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't all, all bad staying in Anna Bay, beautiful beach, like I've, like I've said many, many times. Um, and we did some, uh, some trips. We went to Mile Lakes, um, saw my kangaroos. Um, still no koalas, but I saw a few kangaroos, including... A kangaroo, get this, swimming across a canal. Who knew that kangaroos could swim? I've seen it with my own two eyes. Um, so that was me getting through winter and stuck in a rut for a few reasons. Firstly, I was applying for a few jobs because my contract's up soon. So I thought I'd aim high. Uh, you, uh, you only uh, have a chance to land some shots that you actually take. So I was applying for a few UN jobs. But their HR department is slow. Um, I got invited to do a few exams. And um, and there I see my applications are still sitting in there, just, uh, just pending, just swimming around, not doing much. So, um, I don't know, maybe tough hiring environment. Um, so I had that, wasn't going anywhere with that really. And then 
um, I see friends in Timor starting to return. This is getting me exciting. I've got the NGOs returning, like Mercy Corps friends. Um, got uh, the Chinese are coming back. Okay, well, that's something. They chartered a whole flight for Chinese people to come back. There's a lot of them doing construction and all sorts of things. No surprises there. There's Chinese are everywhere in the world at the moment. Um, we've got the, uh, the other, other colleagues from Australian Aid um, programs coming back. Hey, this is good. DFAT says, hey, I can come back. Oh, thank goodness. What a light. And, uh, and then my company says, mm, well, we said yes. Mm, but now we say no. I couldn't believe it. So there I was, um, you know, going going emotionally from uh, from zero to hero and back down again. Uh, just gutted. They thought, they think, <laughs> the risk of returning to Timor Leste is too high, uh, and that risk is a COVID risk because they've got a company wide travel ban. Timor hasn't had a case of COVID for of what? Months, certainly, uh, and I think about 20 cases in the whole six months. So that just seems like a preposterous argument to me. Um, really disappointed, and uh, and I miss you all. I miss all my Timor friends. Um, so I had that going on. Oh, then I went uh, deep into the process for a job at MDF in Timor and that would have been great to have for the next 12 months and got down to the last two or so and um yeah apparently that's where I came number two so <laughs> I was having a bit of a tough time of it you could say and um just trying to stay positive and optimistic mm, well I really appreciated in that time actually having a few channels going on with some friends uh on whatsapp uh, James and Hansi, you guys are just off the wall, <laughs> off the wall. The things, the things I can't share on a podcast like this. I love you for that. Um, right. So, uh, I needed a freshen up when I thought I was going back to T this is how, cl how much I thought I was going back to Timor. We got the news from DFAT and Aaron and I said, okay, now we have to live our best lives. So we we're looking like, should we take a caravan, uh, and go up the coast? Um, in the end, we've settled on Byron Bay. So we packed uh, a suitcase each. We went up to Byron Bay. If you don't know where Byron Bay is, look it up. Um, it's a bit of a, um, it's definitely a mecca for, uh, it was a mecca for hippies and surfing. Now it's a mecca for surfing and uh, I'd say a bit of style, but still like in that sort of low key way. It's a bit, of, it's a bit like the Mount Monganui of Australia or of New South Wales in my opinion. Uh, so, off we went. Uh, I've started surf lessons all over again and having a great time going down from the blue foamy board to the red foamy board. I'm on the green foamy board uh, and maybe in like another 15 sessions, I'll be carving it up, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> and really enjoying myself. So yeah, I'm in Byron Bay because I thought I was going back to Timor imminently. Um... Squeaked in a few scuba dives as well. All of this before work, of course. Um, still uh, still doing my bit, but uh, trying to live my best life after getting through that deep, dark winter. Anyway, the good news is, um, out of all of this, I got shortlisted for a job at the European Free Trade Association. 
in Brussels and went through their process of three rounds of interviews and an exam and all of this. And this time, from 120 people, getting down to the final two, I am number one. Um, I know I know this because they told me at each stage of the process how many people were left in the game. It felt a little bit like Survivor, um, but I really wanted this job, and I sure told them uh, I was keen for it. And uh, I'm going to Brussels. I've got a new job in Brussels. Um, be starting pretty soon, and I'll be coming back to Amsterdam middle of October. Hey, so I'm going to see a whole bunch of you people. That is exciting. Um, really looking forward to it. Uh, before moving to Brussels, and I won't be far away from all my European friends. Big thanks to uh, to my referees. You know who you are. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without you. Um, really appreciate it, putting in a good word. You must have put in a good word because <laughs> it didn't take very long for me to get the call um, that they've made that decision. So that's fantastic. Um, gutted, on the other hand, that... My company blocking my return to Timor Leste means I didn't get to close that circle. And um, just so many people were good to me there. Uh, I don't get to go scuba diving with whales because whale season is coming soon. Um, oh, and I've got another call coming through. One second. Friends, it has been about two months since the last podcast. I'm sorry about that. Um... Maybe it's because I've been a bit despondent and a bit a bit stuck. I asked the existential question, Baruby forever, in the last podcast, uh, like I was never going to leave that beach, beautiful as it was. Um, and I was looking uh, maybe with envy over at you Europeans, uh, enjoying your hottest days. 30 degrees in Amsterdam, beautiful. Um, and there I was, uh, not moving going through the Australian winter storms, scarping away the wild sand dunes while I mulled my next moves. Um, only had a few bright lights to excite me. Arsenal coming back, winning the FA Cup. Ah, that's something. But I felt more like Messi, you know. Uh, he wanted to leave Barcelona. Um, well, that was never going to happen. And there he was back again. Um, so I was waiting for updates. I was waiting for my employer, or rather the, the Australian embassy, to allow me to return. And I was watching the NGOs return and the, uh, the plane uh, full of Chinese return and the UN workers. And then the other aid programs are coming back. And then I got my call um, that I could come back. Well, Erin and I were pretty excited to say the least, I was delighted. Uh, my mood went from, you know, like zero to hero. Um, so we started doing a few little trips. We went up to Mile Lakes, um, beautiful lakes, uh, saw some kangaroos. Saw a kangaroo swimming, believe it or not. Um, who knew they could swim? Um, so I got my kangaroo count up. Haven't seen any koalas still. Um, and then we thought, hey, flash idea would be to go to Byron Bay. All right. Uh, and meanwhile, let's let's let the bureaucratic cogs turn, and um, and hey, we're coming back to Timor. We're going to see our friends. This is where we want to be. Um, I'd been uh, going through the long winter, thinking, um, yeah, when am I going to come back? I should 
uh, start applying for jobs because my contract finishes at the end of the year. Was applying for these UN jobs uh, and did a few exams for them. And then they just sit there. They just sit there in the human resources uh, um, portal, pending. <laughs> you don't hear from them. Uh, I don't know, tough, uh, tough hiring environment maybe? Uh, or is that just the UN system? Mm, I don't know, tough job climate out there, I know. Uh, and I'm not complaining because I've got a contract still. So my, I'm, I'm definitely aware that there are people listening to this uh, who are in a far worse state than me. But I was just getting despondent because in my beach where I hadn't seen anyone uh, apart from Aaron for, for months, uh, I felt stuck. Um, and I wanted to stay in Timor, I thought. So I applied for one particular job at uh, the market development facility, um, which is yeah doing, um, doing work on market systems development and uh, value chain development. So that would have been super cool. Got down to the final two. Got down to the final two. Ah, I was second. So... Yeah, that was also a bit, bit of a bummer because uh, that would have meant that I'd be in Timor all of next year, at least. Uh, and another very nice job and a very nice contract. So anyway, I was looking forward to seeing all of you, seeing my friends. Um, and uh, we were just waiting on my employer, uh, GHD, to give the green light. And, you know, that was the whole reason of why I was in Australia in the first instance. And I didn't go to the Netherlands or New Zealand or anywhere else. I was sitting tight for the first uh, announcement that I could come back to Timor um, because the Timorese government, uh, they were starting to welcome back internationals like myself that had uh, working visas. Anyway, out of nowhere comes the curveball which said from my company, which was, we thought you could go back, but actually we forgot to tell you that we have a company-wide uh, no travel policy. Uh, you can't go back, the risk's too high. The risk's too high. The risks are too high. The risk of COVID, I presume, um, because they've had the grand total of zero cases for the last 90 days or so. Uh, so <laughs> indignant would be the word I would use um, <laughs> as my reaction to this news. Erin and I had packed up our house. We had to leave anyway because the owner was coming back. We packed up our house. We went to Byron Bay with the expectation we were going to go back to Timor-Leste. I was hoping to have this job in Timor-Leste, which I just told you about. Uh, and suddenly this is all falling apart again. Um, so um, that's been my mood and that's what I've been trying to, to navigate. I was, you know, <laughs> I was, the best I could do was go to the golf driving range and smash a few balls go to the baseball batting cages, smash a few more balls. Um, these sorts of things are always good for letting out a little bit of energy um, while the wait goes on, while the wait goes on. Um, anyway, Byron Bay, I have to say, has been a great move. Um, the sun is shining and I'm surfing. I wanted to surf. I wanted to learn to surf. Done five, uh, five lessons already. Um, it's going to take more than five more for me to be confidently carving it up. Uh, but I've gone uh, blue board to red board to green board. So, hey, I can at least uh, catch a wave. And it's a beautiful break here. Um, 
that means it's a point break, which means basically the waves don't just like fall over on themselves, but they, they peel away and it's a right hand break and you can ride across the wave. And that's really nice when you, when you hit the sweet spot. So that's what I'm working on. Um, and being, being the, the cheap skate I am, the Dutch cheap, <laughs> cheap skate I am, uh, I'm living in a youth hostel. So, um, it's pretty nice. It's nicer than I just made it sound. Center of town. It's got a really nice big common area. And um, I can deliver high quality consultancy outputs from, uh, from, this, from this table above the swimming pool. Um, it's only going to be a little bit of time until my contract finishes uh, in practice because I've got two months holiday to take at the end of the year. All right, well, that's not the news. If you've listened this far, that's not the news. The news is that with all this going on, I still had one more um, one more bullet in the chamber, and I'd been applying. I'd been going through a round of interviews, and then a second round, and a third round of interviews at the European Free Trade Association, and I'm super delighted because it's a really great job. And this time, I am number one. And I've been offered the job. So uh, in a couple of weeks time, I'm going to make my way to Amsterdam and then to Brussels. And I've got a contract. Uh, I believe it's three years. I'm going to be living in Brussels. Very excited. I'm going to be working uh, with the donor countries like Norway and Iceland and Liechtenstein. They're delivering a couple billion dollars in uh, program grants to Eastern European countries to help with social and economic development and, um, well, solidarity and relationship building between the states. So this is going to be a super interesting job. If, uh, if COVID can just go away, then I'll be able to travel through, um, through Eastern Europe for work in the coming, well, year, <laughs> two years. How long is it going to take? So I'm super excited. Um, and to all my Dutch friends, looking forward to seeing you in two weeks' time. I don't have to do the, the isolation, I believe, because Australia is on the safe list. Thank goodness. Uh, and I can start uh, plotting where I might be living in Brussels. Aggie, I'm going to be giving you a call um, as one of my dearest friends that is in Brussels. Um, what I was going to tell you... Just really excited. Um, what does it mean for all my friends in Timor Leste? That is the sadness that I feel that um, so many people that have been really good to me, like uh, especially Tracy, but also Diane and Brian, uh, Maggie, Nick, and a whole lot of other people, um, Mary Ann, um, and Melissa, I'm not going to see you as well. I just haven't had a chance to say goodbye to everybody. Um, I'm not going to have a chance to go snorkeling with whales. <laughs> this is um, just a good reminder to always seize the day and uh, do do things you can do while they're there to be done um, because you never know when the next global pandemic's going to hit. Um, so just really thankful for all those people that have been so good to me and Dilly. Hey, next time I go to New Zealand, which won't be this year, for sure, I'll fly through Singapore, which has a connection flight uh, to Dili, and that's my that's my promise to you. So I hope it's uh, it's a so long and not a not a final farewell. 
Um, and to everybody else, um, well, I hope you're well. I'd like to hear from you. Um, hear from some more than others. I love my uh, my channel with James and uh, Hansi. You guys are so mad. And you keep me sane at the same time, sharing randomness. <laughs> some of which I won't be repeating on the podcast, but <laughs> just chuckles. Um, and i uh, got a few friends that are pregnant. Hey. So one even has twins on the way. So I look forward to seeing you lovely people in Amsterdam really soon and um, and also my Dutch family in in Holland our, our well my second cousin I think is the right way to say it passed away the other day I saw got to see the funeral online and I think that's really fantastic that you can um, that you can broadcast funerals online these days because that's just gives gives people all around the world a chance to say goodbye like that as well so she um yeah she lived she definitely lived a good life because a lot of the speeches were about how much she loved to travel and um well i feel it i feel it and i hope you do too um i'm gonna leave it there except i have <laughs> i have another song for you i did i learned nothing but uh if I learned nothing else, I learned to play a few chords while I was in lockdown. I should have brought my guitar to, to Byron Bay. Anyway, um, my guitar playing, I think, improved. My singing, <laughs> let's say I haven't worked on it that much. I played, I played this recording to Erin um, after I made it, and she literally, she, she actually fell over laughing um so that's what you got to look forward to um i have i have done had some post-production done on it mm. thanks to uh, magic mike door for um <laughs> for doing your magic um hey i said auto-tune it uh, auto i don't know if he's auto-tuned it enough but i don't know sounds all right i come in a bit hard how sweet it is to be loved by you that's that's my feeling for everyone that helped me get through isolation and then effective isolation and then despondency and um and the sadness of not returning to timor but i'm looking forward to seeing all my european friends so here's the song much love send me a message would love to hear from you ciao